everyone, welcome to another episode of me talking about whatever I want. Today I will be talking about Avatar The Last Airbender. Maybe that's like a curveball, kind of out of nowhere, but that's what we're talking about because that is what I have been obsessed with for the last two weeks. Also, it's kind of the show that I've chosen to become my personality trait for the next six months, which is normally how these things go. I choose like one show or movie or like world to base my personality off of and then I just roll with it for like the next six months until I get bored of it and then repeat the cycle all over again. Is that kind of like an unhealthy thing to do? Perhaps it is, but it's a thing I do nonetheless, so I guess I should talk about it. So today we're talking about Avatar The Last Airbender, why I love it so much, why it's so good, why it deserves all the praise in the world, and also just like everything related to it. I'm going to talk about my favorite characters, my least favorite characters maybe, I'm going to talk about um, what type of bender I think I am, and then I'm just going to talk about like why I love it so much, and I haven't watched the live action movie adaptation and I don't think I will because based off of everyone's reviews everybody seems to kind of think it belongs in the garbage can so I don't even want to watch it because it's just like a bunch of white kids doing really slow tai chi so yeah that's that doesn't sound appealing to me but anyways we're gonna talk about the animated version and yeah so I guess I should start by telling you why I watched Avatar The Last Airbender, and that is purely because of the herd mentality. Everybody was doing it. They were doing it in the summer, but I didn't have Netflix in the summer, so I just watched it recently over winter break, but I did want to watch it because of its popularity on TikTok. Kind of the time when I joined TikTok, like, over the summer, was when Avatar fandoms were in, like, their full swing of things, and, like, there was so many TikToks about it, and I was just like, oh, that looks cool, you know, that looks interesting. And so I put it, like, on my to-watch list, and granted that to-watch list is very long, but you know what? I really have started to like more animated fantasy movies and TV shows versus like actual real life things because it's just so much easier to immerse yourself in like a world that is seems so separate and different from like today's world like I don't want to hear about a world with like real world problems I want to hear about like dragons and stuff like that like it is so much already to just like live in this world and hear about all of our problems I don't need that like through a bunch of different media like I would rather hear about like a hobbit going to destroy a ring or like an avatar who can bend air like that's that's much more relaxing to me than like real life movies or tv shows based on real life situations. There are so so many reasons to love avatar as a show and there are so many reasons why I love it. I think one of the main reasons that I like Avatar so much and will like defend it to its core is because of its Asian inspiration. The world of Avatar pulls a lot from East Asian cultures and it also pulls from indigenous cultures and South Asian cultures and Southeast Asian cultures and all like a bunch of different cultures that I feel like are definitely underrepresented in traditional film, television, whatever. But I just, like, when I was watching it, 
I could pick out and identify like specific things that were like from a specific culture. Like I could pick out specific things that were Chinese. I am Chinese, so like that was pretty easy to pick out too. But like names and um, like different clothing items and like all of that, like it was very easy to recognize that it was heavily Asian influenced and also from which cultures it was. Like for example, um, also, yeah, this will probably contain spoilers, so maybe don't listen if you haven't finished the show. But honestly, why are you listening to this if you haven't finished the show? Go finish it if you haven't. But in season one, Yue, which is Chinese for the moon, like, I already knew that that was, like, coming, that she was, like, gonna turn into the moon because I could see, like, from the translation from her name, Yue, which is pronounced Yue in Chinese, so kind of a strange way to pronounce it, but you gotta Englishify it. I already knew that Yue was gonna have something to do with the moon because, like, her name literally translates to the moon in Chinese, so that was, like, kind of interesting, and also it felt, like, very comfortable to watch, and I don't, I don't know if that's, like, a universal experience for all Asian people and I'm really sorry that there's like this really loud noise in the background and I really need to pick a new recording location because I record in my basement right now and the noises are really really bad but hopefully this was like bearable but anyways what I was saying was what was I saying was I saying oh yeah yeah the world was like very comforting because it felt like it felt familiar you know like I did grow up partly on Asian in like Chinese cartoons and it kind of felt like that where it was like it really reminded me of my childhood like those cartoons but it also felt like familiar because it was in English like I pretty much have lost all of my Chinese capabilities um I can still understand it to like some degree but like it's it's really like the vocab and um speech of like a toddler so it's it's not really there but like you know, I can still kind of remember it, but anyways, it was, like, a really comfortable feeling watching it, like, I would see the cultures being, like, represented so well, and, like, being so immersed and blended well together, and just, like, the seamlessness of it all, because it was, like, these Asian cultures all combined, all together, all, like, beautifully represented, and then you had the characters who were obviously talking in English, so it was kind of, like, a perfect blend of Asian Americanness, you know, like they had the English speech and they had like the American references, but they were in an, an Asian world. And that was really, really cool to see. And it was really like nice to see, you know, like I can imagine an Asian American little kid watching that and like feeling very, very comfortable. So that was really cool to see. And I just really love how they embrace the culture so much. Like everything had Asian names, and I love that Katara's water tribe was based off of Inuit culture. And I just love that, like, everything was so, like, nice and coexistent and just so wonderful. I thought it was amazing. Also, the animation of the show is so beautiful. And I have, I'm not, like, an animation person, really. I don't really watch a lot of animated TV shows. I've watched, like, one other anime. And, oh, yeah, another question I have just generally is like would you consider Avatar an anime because like 
I feel like there's some discourse over what an anime is and whether Avatar counts as an anime. Like, I think it is, kind of, but, like, I, I don't really know and I'm not that, like, informed on, like, what an anime is or what it isn't. But anyways, like, I felt like the animation was so beautiful and it felt very real while still maintaining, like, it's obviously a cartoon and a kid's TV show, but it just felt very fluid like there was lots of movement and I watched a YouTube video that was talking about how like in every shot of Avatar there's always something moving so it's very fluid and like every something's always happening which you don't always see in like animes and other animated things so I thought that was really cool and and there is like one scene from um the the sun masters episode where Zuko and Aang go to the sun warriors to learn about the secret of firebending or whatever like that one scene where Zuko and Aang are like surrounded by all the different fire colors and I was just like oh my god that is like the most beautiful thing I have ever seen and that goes for like a lot of the animation in the show I just thought it was so beautiful and it was just so nice like it was so well done and like for a kid's show like compare that to like another like animated kid's show and you just know like you know that avatar is special it is so unique in its ability to be beautiful and deep and also like light-hearted and funny and a kid's show which is just like so cool like the balance is perfect big credits to the people who created that show because it's just so amazing. And that leads to like another thing that I really, really love about Avatar is that it's funny. Like it's so funny and it's humor that like I can laugh at still and I'm not the target demographic. Like I'm not seven years old, I'm 15 years old, but I still like find the jokes funny and I still find what they're doing funny and interesting. And I think it's really cool that they can have such a good balance of like where the jokes can be funny and like you can still consider it a comedy show. Well, not really, but like a funny show, even though like in one of the episodes, Aang has to decide whether or not he wants to kill the Fire Lord. But there's still comedy in that episode that can have you like rolling on the floor, even though Aang is deciding whether he's trying to not, trying to or not to kill someone, which is like so cool and unique that there's such a good balance there. I also really love the music, like the end credits music is so good to me, like the, um, it's, it's like a acapella like drum sequence kind of, um, and I, I don't, I just really like music like that, and it also weirdly reminds me of the Go Diego Go theme song, and I know that's, like, such a stupid thing to, like, think about, but, like, that's kind of what it reminds me of, and I also really love all of the other musics, because musics, no, no, Alyssa, no, 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 music, oh my god, only two weeks off of school and you're losing it, okay, focus, so, um, <laughs> English is hard is all I have to say, but like the music is so good. Like it's just so good and I'm not an expert obviously. I just think it's really really good and it has a lot of Asian inspiration as well which is really really nice because it like matches with the whole world and stuff. I'm trying to think of like one song that I really like. I really like the end song that they use sometime with like Aang where it's like 
That was probably so bad, but it's something like that. And I also love the regular theme song as well. Okay, now we're going to talk about my opinions on all of the main characters. And this episode could be so, so long because I could sit here and talk about all these characters for ages, forever and ever and ever, but I'll just try to keep it short. Okay, I guess I will go like order of appearance kind of because I think that's like the fairest thing to do rather than like starting with my favorite characters. So the first characters we meet are Katara and Sokka and I'll start with Katara. I feel like a lot of people hate Katara and I really like, I don't hate her. Like, I, I don't hate her and I don't dislike her. I think she's an, a great character. She's like hashtag girl boss or whatever. But like, she's a good character in my mind. And I think a lot of the reason that people hate her is that she's like bossy or annoying or like complaining about her mom all the time. Which like, first of all, she is 13 and she lost her mom. And she's going to feel a lot of grief about that, obviously. I feel like everybody makes fun of her because she always brings up her mom in, like, certain situations. There's this one meme that I saw that was, like, a person breathes. Katara, my mother used to breathe, which is, like, kind of true, but, like, she lost her mom and she has, like, a lot of grief with that. So, I, like, don't think she's overreacting at all when it comes to her mom. She's bossy sometimes, yes, but, like, that's her part of her personality. Like, she is very... She is, like, the mom of the group. She, because she had to become, like, the mom of her family when her own mother died. And so, like, I think that, like, I can relate to Katara because I can, like, see how actions in her life have affected her and made her into the person she is. So, I don't really, like, hate her at all. I actually, like, really like her. She's not one of my favorite characters because I feel like there's so many other better characters. Okay, I don't want to, like, ramble about one character for too long, but my final analysis on Katara is I like her, and I like her more because I feel like people dislike her too much. Also, I love waterbending, and it seems like the optimal bending to me to have, but um, I don't think I'm a waterbender, but more on that later. So the next character is Sokka, and everybody loves Sokka because he is the comedic relief of the group. You can always count on Sokka to make a stupid joke in, like, a very serious situation. And I grew to like him more and more. I'll say at the beginning of the show, he did start out, like, with one of the very first things he said was just, like, completely sexist. And that really just made me hold, like, a prejudice against him. Like, I couldn't let it go, you know? Like, if you introduce a character with them saying something, like, really sexist and rude, and I'm just, like, not gonna forget that. So, so, like, people say, like, Sokka is their favorite character, and to me, Sokka could, like, never be my favorite character just because of that. Like, I don't think I could ever let that go, but Sokka is still a really good character, and I acknowledge that he grew out of it. He's not sexist anymore because he literally got his butt kicked by a bunch of woman and so he should have learned his lesson by now um but I really like Sokka I think his jokes are pretty funny and he's like good for comedic relief but he's not like my favorite character and yeah that's all I pretty much have to say on that I like him less than Katara I would have to say and I think that's an unpopular opinion but really it's just like 
I don't see like that much appeal to him like more than Katara like Katara is such a boss bleep like she can do it all she's like the the mom of the group and she's such a good waterbender and like she's always ready to like fight misogyny and like I just feel like Katara's really cool okay anyways back to Sokka um I do feel bad for him though like that he doesn't have any bending abilities which probably made him feel like really apart from the group but I still think he's a good character and like I don't hate any of these characters really I like all of them a lot more than like I like other characters but it's just a matter of like in between that like they all are in like the top tier for me but some of them are like inches above others also again if you can hear that like really annoying banging sound in the background that is just like the pipes in my house, I think. So, sorry about that. Alright, so the next character that we meet is Aang. I'm just gonna say it is Aang because, like, they discover him even though he's, like, frozen in an iceberg or whatever. But, um, Aang, I like him again. Like, I like him as a character. I think he is good. And I, I really like the voice actor who does his voice because it is so, like, youthful and childlike that it really reminds you that, like, Aang is only 12 years old, and this is a kid's show, and, like, don't take it so seriously because he talks like that, and I also like that Aang is still a child throughout, like, he acts like a child, you know, he doesn't take anything too seriously, and I also think it's really, really cool that Aang is, like, spiritual and, like, like, the monks taught him to be, like, he's a vegetarian, he treats all life with compassion, and, um, on that, like, note of him not wanting to kill Fire Lord Sozin, I was kind of- Sozin? No, Alyssa, Ozai, come on, get yourself together, Fire Lord Ozai. Um, I was kind of, like, confused because I guess that implies that, like, throughout all the adventures that Aang and Katara and the gang have had, they haven't killed anyone, but they've been, like, blasting ships left and right, like, throwing rocks onto Fire Nation soldiers, like, I think they might have killed someone in that, but I guess that's, like, um, Nickelodeon's a way to imply that, like, no, those were all fine, like, they didn't kill anyone there, when, like, honestly, some of the stuff they were doing, they would have been dead in, like, the first three episodes. Like, it's just, like, not possible, but it's, it's for animation purposes. It's like Home Alone 2. Like, Home Alone 2 was violent, and they would be dead. Like, the the two burglars, I don't remember their names, but they would be dead. Like, in Home Alone 2, after the trauma that Kevin puts them through. But it's the same way in, like, Avatar, where you can't, like, think about it like that, or else you'd realize everybody in the show is supposed to be dead by now. But, um, anyways, moving on. What else do I like about Aang? I don't know. I just, like, admire him as a character because he's so strong, and he still manages to be, like, fun and youthful, which I think is good. What I don't like about him is, like, I guess he has his faults. Like, that one time he hid the map of, of where Katara's, Katara and Sokka's dad was because he didn't want them to leave him, and other things that I can't really remember completely right now, but, like, I feel like given all that he's gone through, he is a really good person. Like, let's not forget that the Fire Nation literally wiped out his whole people, and he was still willing to extend, um, peace to Zuko, like, in that first season. Like, he was, when Zuko was the blue spirit, and then, like, Aang discovered him, he was like, 
do you think we could have been friends? Like, I was like, oh my god, that is so, so incredibly sweet, and like, he's a good person, he's a good person, and yeah, but he's like not one of my top favorites, so sorry about that, Aang, but there are just other better characters. Okay, next, and I can like hardly talk because I'm smiling too much, is Zuko, and Zuko is everybody's favorite, like, I'm just telling you right now, everybody loves Zuko and everybody loves Iroh, so like, there is not much to be said here that hasn't already be sa been said. Zuko has the most perfect character development ever. Like, the redemption arc was so incredible. What Zuko had is, like, what movie Draco Malfoy needed. Like, he needed a redemption arc like that. Everybody loves a character with a good redemption arc because you really see them, like, struggle with themselves, but then they come out on top. Like, everybody loves an underdog villain. Not really an underdog, but, like, in terms of becoming good, they're, like, the underdog. I like Zuko so much because, like, Zuko is truly, like, a good person, um, even though his actions weren't so good, obviously, but I think that's, like, a good lesson that the show teaches is that, like, there are no bad people, just bad circumstances and situations, maybe except for Fire Lord Ozai, but, like, Zuko was a bad person, quote-unquote, because he was put into a bad situation, and I just, I really felt bad for him, probably starting from when Iroh told the soldiers about how Zuko had to, um, duel his father, and that's how his father gave him the scar, because Zuko refused to duel him, which I thought was, like, the worst, like, the saddest thing I've ever heard, and it was just, like, so heartbreaking, and growing out his hair in the last two seasons did not hurt his ability to be loved by so many people, in my opinion. Um, but really, like, that first hairstyle was just so strange. Like, why would you only have a ponytail in the middle of your head and then, like, shave the rest of it? Like, is that, is that even, like, a hairstyle? Actually, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, I think that might be a traditional Chinese hairstyle, so. So maybe there's, like, a reason for that. But, like, also... It's not the most flattering hairstyle a person could have. But anyway, Zuko's character arc was really good, and that's what makes people love him so much, and that's why I love Zuko so much as a character, because he just, he just, his development is chef's kiss, perfect, so good. The only thing I do kind of, like, dislike about Zuko is he is so angsty and emo sometimes. Like, I understand that he's been through so much, but he's, like, the embodiment of a teenager going through their teen years where they, like, just disconnect from everybody, but he's, like, the embodiment of that, and it's, like, I get it, it's for his personality and his development and whatever, but he's always, like, I'm never happy. Like, in that one episode where he has that conversation with Sokka, and Sokka's, like, you happy now? And Zuko's, like, I'm never happy. And I was, like, okay, 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 emo boy, like, we get it, we get it. But yeah, I think if Zuko isn't your favorite character, you either didn't watch the show that well, or maybe you just have a thing against great characters, because come on, Zuko's like the best. And also, I loved the comedic aspect of his character when he joined um, the gang, or Team Avatar, whatever you want to call them, because like after he lost his anger. He just was left with so much social awkwardness. Like, that one scene where he was like, hello, Zuko here, and he, 
he was talking he was like introducing himself to the to the gang and they were all so like uptight and they're like oh my god he's after us he's gonna come hunt us and Zuko's like Zuko's like no I'm good now I'm gonna join your group that gave me so much so so much secondhand embarrassment it was unreal but it was like so funny in the best way possible so um I just absolutely adore him I think he's a perfect perfect character so yeah I love Zuko so much he's like one of my favorite characters. I have a few, but like he's one of the top ones. All right, and next would be Uncle Iroh. Uncle Iroh is the best character. He's the best character in Avatar, but he's not my favorite character. He is like a father figure to Zuko because he lost his own son and he cares for Zuko a lot, a lot. And you can really tell that like he he knows that like he is wrong and like the fire nation is doing bad stuff and he wants zuko to like realize that for himself but he's never like forcing himself onto zuko he's always like he's always like you zuko you should be the one to figure it out which is great <laughs> also he loves tea and i honestly like want to get back into drinking tea just because of uncle iroh so yeah there's something but um, he's just like a really good person and he has so much wisdom and he's also funny. Like he makes the Fire Nation scenes funny because he's like the light and like the comedic relief in those serious moments. Like it's just such a funny contrast where Zuko's like yelling. He's like, I need to capture the Avatar to regain my honor. And then Uncle Iroh is like, well, why don't you drink some tea first? <laughs> it's like, it's such a good balance. And oh my God. I just thought of it. The Tales of Bossing say the episode where Uncle Iroh sings, sings Leaves from the Vine. Oh my god. If you didn't cry, like, ball at that scene, then you were heartless. And then if you didn't ball and cry out your eyes even more when you found out it was a tribute episode, oh my god. I was crying so much. It was so, so sad. So emotional. Yeah, it was just, it was just a tearjerker scene. Uncle Iroh is, like, the best character in Avatar. He's, he's not my top favorite, but he's, like, close. I'd no, I'd say he's, like, kind of tied for my top, but maybe, like, slightly below Zuko, if that's possible. Sorry, Uncle Iroh. Zuko just has better hair than you. Sorry. <laughs> Alright, the next character that we meet that I want to talk about is Azula. Oh my gosh, Azula is so cool. I love her so much. She is a villain, undoubtedly, obviously. She's a villain, but you can't hate her. Like, it is so hard for me to dislike Azula because she's just so cool and she's so amazing and just like girl boss behavior, like hashtag girl boss. She's just so, so cool and you can't hate her for that because she is a queen. She's like every, she's a princess, So, but she's like everything. One thing I really, really love about Azula is her voice because I think it's so iconic and actually it really shocked me when I realized that Azula is supposed to be 14 years old. Like, come on. Azula, no way. Like, there's, there's no way in my mind, Azula is older than Zuko because they just have an older sister, younger brother relationship to me. Like, that's what their relationship feels like to me. 
you know? Like, I feel like that's their dynamic more than older brother, younger sister. But anyways, Azula is so, so cool, and yes, she does some horrible things, obviously, but, um, she's just so cool. Like, I just love her so much, and I think that, like, when it was revealed that, like, Azula is kind of, kind of the way she is because her mother didn't give her enough love, um, that was, that was really sad, and, like, you could kind of understand where she came from, and that one, that one scene where she was like, my own mother thought of me as a monster. She was right, of course, but it still hurt. That was so funny, and, like, Azula can be really funny sometimes, and I like that about her, and, but, like, the last scene of her where she is, um, dueling Zuko in an Agni Kai, and she's, like, completely mentally broken down that was that was like so gut-wrenching and like you could really tell that like Azula is the way she is because of her mentality like she she isn't like an innately evil person to me at least like I guess it kind of differs differing on like how you see it and stuff but I feel like that Azula is only the way she is because of how she was treated and like the expectations put on her and that like if she had more love from her mother, I feel like she could have turned out more like Zuko. But, um, yeah, I just feel like at the end of the day, like, Azula's still, like, a person. And she still is not, like, evil. And she's cool. And she's so, so cool. And she, like, she's just so good at fighting and so good at, like, scheming. And she's just amazing. Like, she's a perfect villain. I just love her so much. She's so cool. Did you guys know I think Azula's cool? No. <laughs> I really, really think she's an amazing character. And I I do, like, genuinely like her. Not even just, like, as an antagonist. I just think she's a cool character. Okay, and the last character I will be talking about, and also, coincidentally, my favorite character is Toph. Toph is... My absolute favorite character, probably probably tied with Zuko. So Toph and Zuko are my favorite characters. She is so cool. Toph is so strong. And, like, even though Toph is blind, you, like, forget about it at some times. Like, she is so capable that you forget that she has any disability at all to begin with. And that's, like, so amazing and she is 12 and tiny and so little but she's like the greatest earthbender of all time and she invented metal bending like she invented that as a 12 year old like that's insane and so incredible she is so hilarious and she is so like headstrong and so like unmovable she's like a boulder that the boulder feels conflicted about fighting a little girl oh my god I, I love that scene so much but um she is so strong and just like you can tell that Toph I feel like is the embodiment of what a lot of people feel like where they feel like they're pretty strong on the outside but they're also like kind of sensitive on the inside and you can see that with Toph like I think the first thing that reminds you of that is her voice like she has the voice of a little girl still because she's a little girl and that's kind of like a reminder that she's still like a young girl she's she still can get scared and she has like insecurities and stuff like that but she is able to still overcome 
anything and always ready to like have a battle, you know? Like she's always ready to fight someone. Honestly, I just think she's a really lovable character. Like the writer, whoever wrote for her and, and her voice actor just really like make her such a lovable character. I really don't understand how one person could hate Toph or dislike Toph in any way because I just think she's such an amazing character and she's so cool. She's so cool and she is so, so like, she's like a good representation of earthbending, I think, because she's like steady, strong, uncompromising. She is like the earth. So I just really love her. And with that, that ends all of my character opinions. I just did the main characters. Honestly, if you want me to talk more about Avatar, I would love to. And I probably will. So maybe, maybe there will be a part two to this episode. But finally, I think I want to talk about what type of bender I think I would be. And I'm not going to take a quiz and I'm not going to do any of that because I'm just going to state my opinion and then we'll move on because this episode is already way too long. So I think I would be an earthbender. And here's why. I don't think I am the right type of personality to be an airbender or like the right physicality. Like I don't think I could react so quickly to something like an airbender has to and I don't think I could be like as light as air like on my toes always ready to like play the defense not not really playing offense like dodging things like that like I don't really think that is my personality I would say or like how I envision myself fighting I also do not think I could be a good firebender well I don't know I am kind of like easy to rage like it's very easy to make me angry sometimes which is like something I need to work on but I don't know if I want to be a firebender just because, like, fire is so scary to me. Like, it is literally the scariest thing. I do not care if the dragons say that fire is life and energy. I will always think of fire as destruction because that's just what it reminds me of. And it just just scares me. So I don't think I could be a good firebender. And I don't think I could be a good waterbender because waterbenders have to be able to adapt quickly and they have to be able to change and go with the flow just like water um and I don't go with the flow I I really hate when things don't go my way and I just like everything has to be perfect so I don't think I could be a good waterbender and that leaves earthbending now I don't even know if I could be a good earthbender but I think out of all the elements it suits me the most because earthbenders are like strong-willed and like they're very like stand your ground kind of mentality and I don't really know if I have a complete, like, stand your ground, like, don't move mentality, but I think that earthbending is, like, the one that suits me the most out of all of them. I don't know, I kind of struggle between, like, maybe I'm an earthbender, maybe I'm a waterbender. I think the best case scenario would be, like, a little bit of both and, like, maybe some fire, too, but I'm scared of fire, so no, that's actually a no. But, um, earthbending, I think, is just, like, the one that fits the most with me besides firebending because I honestly think I would be a firebender if I wasn't so scared of fire. Like, I don't think I could firebend just because of fear. Like, I just wouldn't do it out of fear. But earthbending is cool. Maybe I'd be like a sandbender, you know, like a an off branch of earthbending. But I don't know. I just feel like I would be an earthbender. And maybe not a very good one, but I could maybe do some. Okay, that is all for this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed 
and yeah you can leave me a voice message to talk more about avatar there is a link in the podcast description and you can leave one and just say whatever you want it could be anything and you can leave me a review on itunes or apple podcasts if you're listening there and yeah thank you guys so much for listening hope you have a good one Thank you.